Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast, Everything That's Weird. We are your hosts, Brandon and Anthony, and tonight we are talking about the underground alien battle in the Dolce base with the eyewitness, Phil Snyder. (laughs) Okay, when you first came to me with this story, I gotta admit, I... (laughs) In my mind, I thought this was going to be like a fight pit type thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> In my mind, there's like some tall, uh, you know, like a slender gray alien with like his fingers taped and shit. And <laughs> he's shadow boxing in the fucking corner. Guy with like no shirt and dog tags and pants with too many pockets, combat boots. He's practicing knee thrusts. He's got a beret on. <laughs> that's just, my mind went immediately to that so I was so, a little disappointed to find out it wasn't a cage fight so okay uh, this guy Phil Snyder Philip Snyder mm-hmm. Phil Snyder he has his dad is a doctor in the Navy Mm-hmm. His sister works for the CIA. His brother's really high up in the Navy. And he is a self-taught geologist and metallurgist. Now, I didn't know what a metallurgist was, but mm-hmm. I kind of figured what it was. Yeah. And I was right. I was right. It's somebody that can um, that understands alloys. Right. Metals. So, metals, right. And his story starts where he was hired um, by a company, and his company was hired by the government, and the government hired them to build dumbs and dumbs d-u-m-b-s stand for deep underground military bases yeah um he worked for a company called morrison and nudzen and they are a company that does this. So, sidebar, Elon Musk has a company that does this. <laughs> and he has the best name ever. It's called The Boring Company. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what he said, what Philip Schneider said, is that the way they build these underground cities, underground bases, or whatever you want to call them, is they take 
just like like if you're over, looking over the ground, they drill four points like a square, four points of a square, right? Straight down. And he said, the way they do it is that there's like a grinding thing mm-hmm. that grinds the rock. And then there's some kind of technology that heats that rock. Yeah. It makes it liquid and then seals it. It cools off and it becomes like a tunnel. So it makes it into a powder, melts it, and then pushes it to the end and it becomes like a powder. So that there you don't have to get rid of the dirt or the yeah. rock or whatever, right? Okay. And that allows this machine to bore down so far. And what they do is in on this particular project they built they they did four points of a square and then they connect those four tunnels that go from the ground, you know, towards the core of the earth. They connect those horizontally, right? Yeah. Okay. That's how he explained it. So, while they were doing this, they were they kept getting caught up on something. And he is he's like one of the people that, you know, are on the job as like a consultant. So they're like, well, we must be hitting something that we don't know is there, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, it must be some kind of deposit of some kind of metal that we're not familiar with and that's what's holding the drill up because the drill is supposed to be able to drill through everything that's metal. Right? Right, right. Every kind of ore that there is in the earth, this drill is supposed to be able to do it. So they're like, so he doesn't actually operate the machine. He's just kind of there for a consultant. And this was his job. So they like lower him down into (laughs) (laughs) this pit. Now, we're talking like two miles into the earth. Jesus. Right. They lower him down in a basket. And he's followed by Green Beret and Black Beret guys. Which, hold on. I didn't know there were Black Beret guys. He got me too. I never, I never, I never, I, I never knew that at all. So he's lowered on one basket, they're on another basket. And when he gets down the bottom, do you think they were like, Come on, man. We already called ourselves Green Beret. Can't you come up with something else? <laughs> you just change like, the fucking color. Or like Black Beret is like Top Gun. They're like, fucking Green Beret pussy. You'd be like, we're Green Berets. <laughs> we're Black Fedoras. Uh, you're green? Right. We're Black. We're, we're Black you're Fedora. Green. You're buying shots. <laughs> so they lower him down. And when he gets down there, 
he's confronted with a seven foot tall gray alien. Mm. And he said it smelled worse than any garbage can you've ever smelled. Yeah. So he's freaked out. He grabs, he, he held, he carried a pistol because he had, he was on a military base and he had the highest clearance. He's in like a, sort of like a spacesuit to deal with temperatures and whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of in like a, sort of like a spacesuit, but a little bit more nimble than a spacesuit. Right. And he said he pulls out his gun, which is like a, uh, I think it's just like a, like a regular handgun, like a 22 or something, like nine or 22. It's some, I forget what he said, but it, mm-hmm. but it's just a regular handgun, not like a machine gun or anything like that. And he actually says, you know, like I I wasn't prepared for this. I sh- <laughs> like right. I didn't have a machine gun or like an M16 or anything. Right. So he pulls his handgun out and he shoots two aliens and hmm. kills them. And he actually says they are mortal. Bill they Schneider die. A government geologist who had 17. And it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so he shoots them. They die. Well, there's like more of them, right? Yeah. And the the one alien that he didn't shoot like waves his hand. And what he said was filleted his chest. Yeah. Open. Yeah. And then a, a green beret pushed him out of the way and a battle ensued. Now, didn't he say that the, the, the gray was using like his hands to use, like to shoot? Yeah, it so, was like a, he said he waved his hand and it sent a plasma ray that split his chest open. Jesus. And he has like a scar. Yeah, I, I heard you. Know, like all the way from his chin down to his belly, right? Right. So when this happens, the Green Berets open fire and they send more of them down, and a huge battle goes down. And they don't know how many aliens were killed, but sixty Green and Black Berets died during this whole thing. Yeah. And that's kind of it for that. So he becomes like a whistleblower. And when he becomes a whistleblower, he's like, okay, listen, here's what's going on. (laughs) There's aliens. You're never going to believe this. There's aliens. They live underground. And they made a deal with the government in the 50s. That they would live underground. And in exchange for world domination. They would be allowed to experiment on humans. And he said that. You know, every year there's millions of kids and people that go missing. Mm-hmm. And a large part of that, some of it's serial killers, 
But a large part of that, <laughs> a large part of that is um, aliens, and they're experimenting on humans. Now he also went on to say that there were going to be a series of false flags. Now this is actually really, this is actually really interesting because he said Oklahoma City was going to be a false flag. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know what a false flag is, that is that is an incident that happens that's generated by the government that sparks some kind of retaliation. So, like, okay, Jesse the Body Ventura, the wrestler, became mm-hmm. the governor of Minnesota. Right. And he was a Navy SEAL. And he got down to the bottom of what started the Vietnam War, which was the Gulf of Tonkin incident, right? So the Gulf of Tonkin incident, some uh, the Vietnamese fired on American ships. That was supposedly the start of Vietnam. And he's like, that never happened. That was a false flag that the United States said that gave us like, quote unquote permission to like start a war with Vietnam right and he was really pissed about it because he's like you know 65,000 you know my brothers died for something that never happened and he's been on Joe Rogan he's he's been on uh, national circuits talking about it. he's really pissed about this right and rightfully so I get yeah. it I get, yeah. I get it I get it because, like, my no, uncle I've heard died. Jesse's story. Yeah, my uncle died in Vietnam, and that affected like a whole generation. Like their whole, my mom's whole family mm-hmm. was affected by my uncle dying in Vietnam. Right, and the fallout that comes with that <clears throat> to the next generation, you know, is terrible, and it's it takes almost like two generations removed to like get over that you know what I mean sure, to where yeah. to where like kids are normal and not they don't have chemical dependencies and they're not like you know uh, they don't have psychological trauma and all that stuff it, t- right. it almost takes like two generations removed to like get over that stuff and that is interesting so he says that Oklahoma City was a false flag and that there was going to be an attack on the World Trade Centers that was going to be um, a false flag. Now, the interesting thing is he died in 95. 95 or 96. I don't know. But he dies dies, um, well before this is like, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. And when he does... Um, it leaves this whole thing out there that uh, was he like telling the truth or not now when he died he died in a really like weird circumstance he had his catheter tube wrapped Mm -hmm. around him his neck 
and it was tied in the knot and he was like face down on his wheelchair mm-hmm. and they ruled it a suicide which sounds like the coroner for the Clintons <laughs> <laughs> whatever I'm not Democrat or a shot six times in the back yep <laughs> yeah, looks like a right. suicide <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not Republican or Democrat. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. There's a lot of shady shit there surrounding that family. People dying. People just randomly dying. Yeah. Yeah, There was one that was like an aide, wasn't he? They got he did. He got shot in the back, and they were like, "Oh, it was a robbery gone wrong." And And one of the guys was shot twice in the back of the head. He he had all his stuff on him. He had like a Rolex on him and shit. They're like, well, so that's what they said about. Robber. So that's what they said about him. So yeah, and he's. He, but didn't he, even did though he have he a like, nine millimeter on him? Yeah, he always carried a gun. But the thing with him was, he always had money. Even though he was like, at the time, they said that he was being taken care of by the state of Oregon because he was on disability. He had. Um, a lot of like precious metal at his mm-hmm. house and he has things worth money um, rare coins and things like that so like he wasn't robbed but he had this weird like suicide so the whole idea is that okay he gives this he, he comes out in 95 and he's like a whistleblower, right? And you know what? Good for the 90s because the 90s was full of alien whistleblowers. Am I right? Right. <laughs> I, everybody that was going to like blow the lid off something that was about aliens, they did it in the 90s. They don't do yeah. it now. Right. They got them compartments figured out, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, all, it all happened in the 90s. Which, by the way, sidebar, uh, Woodstock 99 on Netflix. It's really, <laughs> it's really good. You should watch it. I know. I heard about it. <laughs> He's like, um, it was a disaster. I was like, it oh, was a disaster dude. from the start when they had a bunch of metal bands at Woodstock. Like, well, they had, they what are you like, thinking? Cheryl Crow and then Corn and then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, Kid Rock, but but so he goes on this like circuit where he's like kind of telling all this stuff, and he does like he throws out he th- he does throw out some like knowledge. He he throws out that there's there is a he he throws out that there is a crystal that is made in space. And that allows for a lot of different technologies to happen. And it's called Ryulite. And that crystal is able to handle heat up to like, I think it's 10 million degrees. And I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but it's, it's a really high amount of heat that it can handle. He also said that the, the element that they were using 
um, went up is is element one twenty three, and he, they he had a name for it, um, but it was a stable element, not like a radioactive element, and it was able to achieve a lot of different technological feats, more so than like one fifteen, which was Bob Lazar. So he also said that like there isn't just this one base. That there's hundreds in the United States, and that there's fourteen hundred in the world, and they're connected、um, via this monorail that is like it goes at Mach five. <laughs> so it is a magnet train that hovers like three quarters of an inch off the rail. It's propelled by magnets.、Hmm. It's a way to usher scientists and researchers、right. from point A to point B, and that the United States is like peppered with all these different underground bases.、Mm-hmm. He also said that in 1954 there was、uh, an arrangement made with. The aliens that、uh, they would be allowed to do their operations, which was to like experiment on humans.、Mm-hmm. If the humans above could operate freely, and that sparked a bunch of black projects, which he says accounts for. Trillions of dollars. Now, first off, I am going to say Donald Rumsfeld, right before 9/11, said、uh, they can't, they couldn't account for like six and a half trillion dollars,、hmm. and that kind of got buried under 9/11. Yeah, but like he was saying, as the Secretary of Defense. One of the problems is all these black projects, and I always tell people like, yeah, they say that stealth bombers cost a billion a piece, but that's not true. They really cost like five hundred billion a piece because of all the research and development、right. and all the stuff that goes into making them, right? Yeah, right. And when you figure that in, they're a lot more than what. Yeah. You know, Yeah, they, they didn't. Their, their price tag is. They didn't just take one like, s- s- swipe at it. They. <laughs> and I don't know if your dad ever. Your dad was in Vietnam, but my dad told me、uh, the military is thirty to forty years ahead, technology-wise, than the public. Sure. He said they have, and and they did. They had GPS in Vietnam. Right. Um. Anything that. Gives you an advantage technology-wise is not released until everybody has it. Right. So as soon as everybody has it, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's ready for commercial release." Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. we were talking about like the Bob Lazar thing, and they were talking about the high-speed rail that on that system, where like you go underground, you get on, and it can transport people long distances and all that stuff. And it's like they don't share it with the public, and it's. The public doesn't have knowledge of it, but it's most likely because it's like, well, then we'd have to start building it all over the place, and it would cause this huge infrastructure cost, and we can just keep it and use it ourselves. 
right let somebody otherwise, otherwise everybody wants it is what yeah you said. it's it's yeah. everybody wants it once you got it out there so then you got to accommodate everybody and then instead of doing that they just keep it uh in house and then let somebody else figure it out on their own so in the early 90s like the ufo thing kind of took off and bob lazar was a big uh character but this guy was also like a big character except for he he said that people were trying to kill him mm-hmm. he's he claims to have a picture of an alien who is in human form um he said that people shot at him and tried to kill him mm-hmm. but he also said that his dad was involved with the people that were in the Philadelphia experiment and that he was in charge of trying to figure out what happened to them. Now, probably at some point we'll do a Philadelphia experiment. I like, I haven't seen enough credible stuff about it. Mm-hmm. It seems like science fiction to me. However, we'll get into this in a minute. His wife does say that's what his dad did. And she has pictures of things that happened during that time. Mm-hmm. So, well, his dad, his dad was also born in Germany and served as a U-boat captain for Germany during the war. So, we're going to get into that, too. <laughs> um, so, this guy builds deep underground military bases. He had a shootout with aliens, and it was such an incredible. Damn, blow his fingers off too. Blew his fingers off and flayed his chest. Jesus. Oh, and it was such an incredible event. Sixty servicemen died, and they don't know how many aliens. Um, mm-hmm. And then he goes on the circuit in the nineties and starts telling people. Of what's going on. Right. And that's where we are. Okay. Okay, so I drove. I told you I drove across country a couple times, mm-hmm. and and the one time I didn't take a map, and I went north. And when you go north, you end up in northern Colorado, and I ended up in uh, some mountain range, and it was like you could go around it, and it was like what I figured to be like about three hours because maps not right. not, not Google Maps not Waze <laughs> right? paper maps paper maps I figured it to be about three hours or it was like an hour across this path well hindsight I probably should have taken a three hour because <laughs> like, I'm like 
whatever. It's like A to B, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was a bunch of switchbacks and I couldn't see. It was so dark because of the trees blocked out any kind of like night light. Right. That I couldn't see. And my head, I could see where my headlights ended, which Mm -hmm. is terrifying. Right. Because they only go about 20 feet. Right. It was so dark that I had to turn my dimmers down. (laughs) All the way down. Because my dimmers were blinding me from what I could see in front of me. Right. And I'm like, ah, shit, man. If if I break down here, like, it's like there's bears probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And um and I I saw this light coming up. And I th- I think I've said this before. And it was like a 60-foot a door completely like if you could imagine like what a bank vault door looks like. Mm-hmm. Except it was 60 foot tall. And it was open oh. and there was military vehicles parked outside, barbed wire. And I drove, it was NORAD, is what I found out. I ended up finding out later. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but it was NORAD. So the reason I'm saying that is because that was a 60 foot door. And that was a tunnel that was drilled into the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was open. It was half open. And there's all these military vehicles there. And the only way I could describe it, it was like perfect cylinder. Like, no like concrete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no like, no brace. It wasn't like a mine. Right. It was like perfect cylinder. When I, what I could see in. Right. This part of the story seems totally spot on to me because, like, when they did the English Channel, they had these digging devices and they were off like millimeters. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they dug from one side to the other. Yeah. They started off on each side and they dug to the middle. And when they got to, to like that one point, Mm-hmm. They were off by millimeters, dude. Yeah. Right? And literally, a guy with a shovel put his shovel through. Right, and they shook hands, right? Right. Under the English Channel. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I believe that that's, that is something that happens. Like, there is an Elon Musk with the Boring Company... He makes a lot of money on that. That company makes a ton of money because they're constantly doing that. And it's really not efficient to dig that far underground and bring all that material up. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Those diggers that made that hole that you're just talking about in the English Channel, they're still buried under there. Yeah, I know. They didn't, they, they didn't, they had no plan. They don't go in reverse. Right. <laughs> and then they didn't have any plan of taking them out. They just 
bored two holes off to the left of one t- side of the tunnel and the right to the other, and then they buried them. So one of the things with Area 51 is that you always hear is that there's Area 51 where they test stealth and Blackbird and all that shit. Then there's like S4 where they like fly flying saucers. But a lot of people have said the real like mystery is that what happens underground. Because there's mm-hmm. like there's like eight stories underground that go down to like you know four miles mm-hmm. into the earth of like research development and stuff that happens underground because right. it has to be protected from any kind of like bombing or whatever and um, one of the things well, even when they're doing, I know, I know when they're doing some of like, um, even when they're testing for like them searching for uh, dark matter, things like that, where they're they're trying to find these unique elements and stuff like that. And, sure. and since we're just talking about these unique elements anyway, they um they they do that stuff underground too because mm-hmm. then you're protected from. Um, heavenly bodies and outside effects and electromagnetic forces and shit that are you can kind of control it underground everything gets a little bit more controllable underground from what yeah. I understand is the the, had, the had, had collider how do you say it H-D-R-O-N <laughs> yeah the hadron collider or whatever right but that's the collider. yeah they put them underground yeah they have to put them underground because they, because so they can isolate yep. and have no outer interference. Right. So for that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. kind of, it kind of does make sense. Now, recently, with like FOIA and stuff, they've said that there's several different like high-ranking military officials that think that aliens have always been here and we are actually the aliens. Mm. That's their belief? Like a hybrid or we're like Um, just the aliens? We're an experiment. We're like an experiment. Right. So whether that's their belief or science is Probably not science, but like whether that's a belief or an opinion, there are a lot of high ranking officials that have wrote memos saying that, you know, there's always been this presence of aliens. So just with the Dolce base, that already existed 500 years ago, Mm. is what Phil Snyder said. He said that was that was already in existence. We were building our own things. And yes, there's this treaty because we found them. But we're also trying to control that, you know. Mm-hmm. We're trying to control that environment. So like, yes, they, they've been there. But we are also trying to step up our game basically so that we're not like slaves to people he also (laughs) said that that we have 
the capability of making earthquakes, and you can tell that by whenever there's an earthquake, if it doesn't have reverberation, then it's man-made. Now, I believe that. I, I do believe mm. that because there's oh. different ways. To Does that happen? It. Well, he says in Japan it happened in '95. But we seed clouds. Mm-hmm. I mean, we seed clouds, and we've been changing weather. And a lot of people don't know this. We've been changing weather for the last twenty years, and a lot of people think um, the shifting in weather is a lot man-made. That's why the people in the far right that are like, "There's no global warming." A lot of their beliefs lie in that we there's no global warming because, yeah, nothing, we're too insignificant to cause global warming. Mm-hmm. However, we cause global warming right? mm-hmm. by changing the weather. And when you change the weather, it is a delicate balance of, you know, you seed clouds to make it rain and then... Yeah, that alters like a climate. And when you alter a climate, it's like a butterfly effect. You know, things happen. Mm-hmm. So, this guy seems really, really reliable. He's very matter of fact. He knows all his shit. He's, he knows like all the specific things you should know if you're involved in military contracting his wife his wife writes a letter um after he dies Mm -hmm. so i guess they were divorced i don't know i didn't really get that but his wife writes a letter and she says you know um i was trying to go through his work history and here he didn't use his social security number he had another social security number that he used for work she said, but he did work for this company, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. He tried. To, she tried to get his insurance policy for their daughters, um, and that was like, you know, met with resistance. But she said that uh, he did talk to. She did talk to um, his brother, and his brother like. Confirmed a bunch of stuff that she she asked, and uh, when it came down to this specific story, she said, "You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't have any evidence." She said, "But I can tell you, I asked him, have you ever been on one of the monorails?'" And he said, "No." And she said, if he was going to lie about everything, why would he not lie about right. the monorail yeah. in these underground bases? So, um, there's that. But there's also people that say he's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And that he had, you know, mental problems and... Um, he had several... Uh... He's had several medical problems. Yes, around the time he died, they they said uh, 
chronic lower back pain, osteoporosis, multiple sclerosis. Um, occasionally use crutches and body brace, leg braces. You had a bladder bag, a catheter, diapers, so he, a wheelchair. So one of the things he says is that a lot of the diseases that were brought on, um, he called them designer diseases. He said they're a direct correlation to aliens. And he's like, and a lot of them are autoimmune. So you said AIDS. And this is like, this is what <laughs> kind of turned me a uh, Super flus. It's like COVID, mm-hmm. but AIDS, um, Ebola. He's mm-hmm. like, those, anything that where they don't know the origin of it, He's like, more than likely, that is somebody that was in contact, didn't quarantine, got in contact with the civilian, and then it started a chain reaction. And he's like, I never did believe that AIDS came from a monkey, which I don't either. (laughs) I, I never did. Like, I never really did believe that AIDS was just like a gay thing even though it started off in that population like it just seemed it seemed like okay what like well i think it was most prevalent in that population as far as being reported and and stuff because it was getting easily transferred and what what you had right but like people that don't want to be associated with that weren't coming forward with their um aids cases Sometimes they, they were getting hidden or swept under the rug because they were like, I don't want people to think I'm gay. But like, it was, it was a different time. It came from a monkey? Nah, yeah, that's. <laughs> it, and that's weird. Like, even, even like patient zero, they've said like patient zero is a myth. Like, they don't know for sure that he was patient zero. Right. Which, you know, is crazy because our whole life they're like, yeah, there was this one guy that fucking had AIDS from a monkey. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they just told us that. That's what they try to tell us with the COVID thing. They try to tell us it was from them eating bats or some shit. And that wasn't true. It wasn't even close to true. So, like, it's just, it's just really... It's, re- it's really interesting because he, he said, like, this okay. is part of his thing. Side note. I, uh, yes. I, part of my, my, my one conspiracy, I guess you would say, is that there's, there's an elite group and the CDC have been working together for decades to try and call the population. Because I think the CDC has always preached that we're overpopulated. Okay. So he, okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> that was the other thing that he talked about is that is that there is this agenda for a new world order mm-hmm. and that they made a deal with the aliens that by 2029 we'd be at 500 million world pop. <laughs> and He said they've already started implementing different things to do that. 
Yeah. And they're gonna say that there's there's a there's gonna be a series of diseases, a series of wars that's gonna like his name's this. Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I don't think I'm supposed to just believe he's running around Africa inoculating entire villages for no reason at all. Come on, man. The only reason I don't he's think up, he's up to true something <laughs> is because who's gonna buy his computer? But like <laughs> But, I don't think he cares. He done made the money. He doesn't give a shit anymore. But when he was talking about like how all this is funded, mm-hmm. he mentioned that there's like a black budget, and you know we were talking like you know trillions of dollars, right? Go into like all this development and research and whatever. And he said as early as Vietnam, they were sending home caskets full of cocaine mm-hmm. uh, to, like, fund this. And there was, when Ronald Reagan said there was a war on drugs, it wasn't a war on drugs. It was a war on cartels because the cartels mm-hmm. were bringing the drugs over. Yeah. And they were dipping into the government's money on um, basically cocaine. Yeah. Okay. There's a movie called American Made. Yeah. We talked There's about the Iran-Contra Affairs. Mm-hmm. That's documented. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's real life. Yeah. That, that did happen. Whether or not you want to believe it or not, the United States did engage in drug dealing to raise money for different things. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't seem way out of line that they wouldn't fucking sell coke to build stealth bombers. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. It sounds crazy to say it out loud. (laughs) Right? Yeah. However... It doesn't. Like, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know, man. This guy has a lot of stuff tied to him. Um, now, he does have roommates that said he's crazy. Mm-hmm. He had roommates during the 70s that are like, he's mentally unstable. And that is something you have to, like, take into consideration. Mm-hmm. They, they've his roommates are like he, he's just he's a liar and he's crazy and his dad one of the things was his dad was never a German U-boat captain he was only um, an admiral in the navy however however other people are like yeah he said that because they're Jewish and they they hid their heritage in the German Reich mm-hmm. and that was when his dad had a chance to escape he escaped mm-hmm. and you know it's like Operation Paperclip when we took Jewish Germans mm-hmm. for their skills here you know right. like Oppenheimer built the atomic bomb you know right. so like and he has a deep history of government employees. Like, they're deep into it. They're not just, like, cops or firemen. They're, like, CIA 
right. um, you know, high Navy officials. And if he's somebody that does what he does, yeah, I mean, seems like that's something you would hire. That's somebody you would hire because you're like, they're loyal. Mm-hmm. And that that's what he said. He said, the people that work in these projects, love their country more than they love their life mm-hmm. yeah okay now he like, now he, he do you want to talk about his suicide and I'm using air quotes because um, there's some because yeah. um, I was just going through some of it you know and I'm like I'm looking at some of the things that they were saying about like um how he was found and uh that the way i read it did he not have the he they saw the marks from the catheter tube on his neck but they they don't have it wasn't on his neck when they found him see i've heard a couple different things i heard that it was a piano wire i heard that he had the catheter he was choked with the catheter i also Mm -hmm. heard that like he was tortured well, they were saying they were saying that it was like blood on his body and stuff, but there wasn't any blood on his chair, and he was like yeah. weirdly positioned in his chair, where his face was on the seat of the chair, his body was mostly on the ground, and his feet were under the bed. The way they said it is he got off the side of his bed and hung himself by leaning forward and basically like choking himself out. Right. So what happened? But was, his wife his- said his wife said he was shot. He had 500 pieces of shrapnel, shrapnel in his body. He had evidence of torture, and they uh, uh, trigger warning. Flayed <laughs> his penis. Wow. Right. Right. So, like, his wife, like, I don't know if it's his ex-wife. I guess it's his ex-wife. I don't know. But oh, she no. firmly believes he was tortured and murdered. Yeah, because she, there was a, they actually took blood and urine samples from him during the autopsy. And she wanted to get him tested. They never did it because they said they're not going to waste their money on a suicide. And then when she found somebody to do it, they were mysteriously missing or destroyed. They were gone, right. And then she said in the testimony that he was missing the fingers on his left hand, he had limited motion in his shoulder. And she said, I believe that it was physically impossible for Philip to have held the rubber hose in his left hand with missing fingers and then wrapped the hose around it three times with his shoulder that had limited motion in order to end up with this body the way it was. And he had to be sitting on the edge of the bed, wrapping the hose around his neck and slowly and painfully strangled to death and she said that it it and his and his head hits the wheelchair first but she said it didn't make any sense to him and he had a buddy a mark ruffner a longtime friend who talked to him the weekend of january 6th and 7th of 96 and said that they were going to buy a piece of land in colorado and he was excited because he was going to have him help write his book about all his knowledge of UFOs and aliens. They and, then he, 
And then he said, he, there's no way he considered suicide. There's just no way. He was even quoted to another friend saying that he would never commit suicide. If he did, he was murdered. He, yeah, he told people that. Yeah. If you ever hear that I killed myself, it's a lie. I right. was murdered. Yeah. All right. Do we get into what we think? Sure. Um, I think this is a crazy dude that uh, tried to make himself more important than he was. He had some scars and he gave him a story. I just, right. I right. just don't, I mean, I, I, I don't think that. I, I could see that. I, I, I do see that. Because I, I, to me, I don't know. I, I can't see this higher intelligence because according to him, the greatest, they have like a they have like a twelve hundred IQ, and and they live down there on people in cow blood. Right, That's, they they drink cow blood. That's why all of the cows get their blood draw, taken from them because they're they're drinking. That's what their sustenance is is cow blood. And it's like, well, that would be really really unique, right? If it's an alien species from another freaking planet that body can be sustained off what keeps us alive you know what I mean it just mm-hmm. it's like that's pretty good coincidence that that would help them out you know but either either way it's just like why would you be a stinky rat down in a hole if you're this 1200 IQ species that was seconds away from world domination and we we talked you off the ledge you know what I mean like hey what if we let you experiment on some people so apparently, and I'm just, I'm not arguing with you, but I, apparently somebody did ask him that. They said, well, if they're so smart, why are they not, why did they not take over? And he's like, they have. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he's like, they have. They prefer underground. They can't handle the sunlight. They can't enter the environment up top. Well, what about the stink? I mean, like, <laughs> you figure, <laughs> you figure, because see, I'm putting it together in my head like this. You're, if, if you're, if you're, if you're stinking like rotten garbage, if you're smelling like that, <laughs> it's because you're not clean, right? Like, it's not because, like, unless they got like some kind of musk gland that's giving off hot garbage smell. It's like you you think to yourself like as a an intelligent creature that in a, especially in a foreign world full of potential germs and shit that could kill you you know what I mean cuz your body's not you would smell good. you would smell you wouldn't smell at all probably you know what I mean like you would you'd be like super That's aware funny. and like clean and not 
stinky hot garbage. It just it's Jim, yeah, that's I expect that out of Bigfoot, not so Jim Gaffey has said the laziest uh jingle writer in the world is the guy that did the Menon, like by Menon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, and he's like, what is Menon even made of? Because it smells like urinal cake. <laughs> but you think there'd be like some kind of like you know what i mean like it just that part uh, it stuck with me and i was like why do they smell so bad like is it it, because if it's like a you know like they smell bad because they're around like death and decay because they're drinking blood or something like i just things don't add up they're like you you would think that you know you would have to protect yourself against this world's germs and disease, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like a war of the worlds, you know, we're, we're supposed to get taken over by them. And then like they got taken out by like the common cold, you know, right. yeah. and, and it's because no, no. it's just like something really simple, but their bodies weren't ready for that. And it's just like anybody else can experience this. If you travel to a foreign country, um, and they're they're like, don't drink the water. It's not necessarily because they have bad water. They just have bacteria in it that your body is not immune to, like theirs is. Mm-hmm. You haven't grown up there drinking it your whole life and built up immunity to the germs and the different bacteria that are in their water system. And that's why you have to treat every water different too. You have to use different processes to clean it because it all contains different stuff mm-hmm. now so it happens just traveling from country to country why wouldn't it happen traveling from space you know I, it, maybe they figured it all out maybe the smell has something to do with them surviving <laughs> you know what I mean maybe it's like well if we let this stinky mold grow on us then we're protected from this bacteria I don't know but that part just didn't sit well with me. It's like, why do they smell? It's like a big. That's like a bigfoot thing, right? Smells <laughs> like bigfoot dick. Yeah, it's like he's got like you know. That's a that's a big hairy monster. It's gonna get. I know how my dogs if they get out in the woods and rolling some dead animal and shit, they stink when they come back. You know, but I don't know. It was just weird to me that, and. uh I, I think if you're if you're gonna, so you think it's completely fabricated? I I think he I think he came up with a good because is this one another one of those cases too where I feel like once you've gotten popular for something you've said, all of a sudden you have way more information than you should. And I feel like he was kind of like that when he started doing his tour. He was talking about all these other fucking things that are going on and what their plans are and what they're doing. And it's like, okay, I get it. If you saw something and you're just going to these things and going, this is what I saw. I don't know anything outside of that because it was an alien fucking race and I have no idea mm-hmm. what they were doing. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't even communicate with them, but that would be more realistic to me than I now know all the ins and outs of alien stuff. Here, let me tell you about this. There's bases everywhere. I'll tell you all about them. And it's like, well, weren't you just at like one and you were digging a hole? Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of them that do that. You know, we've had a few cases that we've discussed on this show before where it's like uh, Bob Lazar was the one that did. You know what I mean? It's not like Bob came right. out with more I get, information. I, right. 
He, he was like, I don't know. That's what makes his story more believable to me. Because <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't I know. I That's I a great did. answer. <laughs> I don't know. I, w- I wish I did. <laughs> you know, because then I think as some of these other people are like, yeah, well, that's what it's just like the uh, the white walkers out in the desert, you know, walking yeah. with the tall whites. Yeah. All, all of a sudden he had like a shit ton of information. He's like going to these things and he's talking to people. And it's just like the more he talks to people, the more information he has. And it's like, how are you getting this information? And it's really just being in that circle now and everybody's sharing their stuff with you and you kind of like take liberties with your story and say well if that's what you're saying then it makes sense that in my story this is probably what was happening mm-hmm. when they should just be saying I don't fucking know right you know and I think that's I think that's the huge difference for me I think Bob Lazar sounds like a believable story when you hear him telling it because he yeah. tells the same fucking story he hasn't All added the- anything <laughs> on because he hasn't been privileged years. to any more information. No, God he is it. actually he's actually disappointed. Yeah, because they're not going to let him around it anymore. You know what I mean? Right. They're not going to let him know about that stuff. So, I just think it was one of those things where it's like once they start giving out more information than they should have, it kind of turns the uh, turns it for me. I I, I I can still believe in Bob Lazar, but I can't I can't get on with some of these other guys that are. Got, got new information when they're a whistleblower. Whistleblowers, right. whistleblowers have a a stop in their information. He did die. I mean? He did die in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, he did do quite. I mean, what was his his original sighting was what seventy nine? Yeah, but he didn't say anything until the nineties. Right, and that's probably like, how'd you get them scars? Wow, cool story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you ever All seen right. hot garbage have big giant eyes? <laughs> now, just out. for me, I'm out on this one. I just think okay. he's, I think he's too far fetched. I think he had some scars that he could make a cool story around, and nobody could tell him he was wrong. And it's like I said, he, he once you do that, I got more information and. And some of the things they say, it just doesn't seem right to me. Like I, like Bob's stories seemed more legit. You know, they they made more sense because they were less, uh, they were less theatrical. You know what I mean? Right. They were kind of boring. Like it's like, yeah, it was just kind of like a big door, and we went through it. You know, we rode on a little bus. We rode on a plane that was white with a red stripe. Nothing special. It's not like. Seems like they sometimes these stories they reach so much about what they were doing and how they were doing it. You know, it's like, well, they had these super sophisticated things, and let me tell you all this technology. And Bob was kind of like, no, we rode on a bus to this big door. You right. know, it wasn't like, and then there was like a face scanner, and you know what I mean. He just he didn't. It seemed believable, you know, and I just don't think. I get, I get, I guess I'm biased because I kind of like put every story up against his you know as like a barometer but yeah this one for me I just I think it's I think it's too it's too far-fetched so I agree with you because mm-hmm. I read a bunch of his roommates so he had roommates mm-hmm. he was also on Oregon's Medicaid 
when he died. Mm. And I'm not saying you can't be on Medicaid when you die if you're a high-ranking government official. You just probably aren't.、Mm-hmm. Just from like, I know a little bit about that field. Right. Probably not. The only thing is that, okay, so his roommates are like, he's a liar. They're like, they're not from Germany at all. They're from Russia and they're Jewish. <laughs> and the only reason he said that was to make it believable. Yeah. Because、um, he started talking about, you know, Guys that came from Germany, and we can relate that to, like you said, Oppenheimer and all the scientists that we snagged、sure. after the war and stuff.、Sure. And so it makes it a little bit more sci fi if you, and you they, had a defect in the family. All of his roommates said he was delusional. Okay.、Yeah. So that, that part of me is like, gave the liar. Yeah. However, his, his wife's letter. Was like he did work for that company. And she said, when I would pick up the phone to call somebody, it would click. And every time we went somewhere, there was a truck that had Canadian license plates that would follow us. And the day he died, I was getting stuff out of his apartment, and the neighbor across the street was moving out. Okay, so what, what, if, what if it was this? What so, if, what, what, what I was thinking, well, I, I, let me, I think. I got you. Remember when Rob Bobblesar said that he was probably fed that information to be tracked? Yeah, yeah. So that if he leaks stuff, right. they would know where it came from, like the Zeta Reticuli,、mm-hmm. all that stuff. So、right. they could have like a marker on him, basically. Yeah. Maybe this did happen to him. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe it did, but the maybe the markers、shit? were placed by the company he was working for because、totally. they, did, they didn't want him telling the technology、totally. they were using to dig the hole. Totally. Because that, that, ma- that would make perfect sense to me. And that, that kind of seems like something that seems like believable. It's just, did he have the firefight with the alien? Yeah, I don't think he did. I think, I think he started telling this story, and I think the company that he worked for was scared that, that he was going to divulge trade secrets. And yeah, because they, said, they were watching said, him. That they didn't kill him, they were just watching him. Now, the、it's, funny thing about what you just said is that in one of his speeches, he said, It used to take three years to build these. He's like, But they came across some kind of technology. That they were able to build two or three a year. And it was probably back then, who knows? It could have been like a sound resonance. They do that.、They'll, they can superheat things with vibration and sound. Sure. sure. They, they do that right now. It's, it's kind of funny. I watched how it's made on. I used to watch that all the time. I'm so boring. But they, <laughs> <clears throat> they were doing、uh, sand, sandpaper. So they were getting the, the material that they use for the sand that's on sandpaper. Mm-hmm. And they get it in big rocks and they smash it up as much as they can. And then they put it in this big vat. And then they stick these, these pipes, go, these big bars go down into it. And then it, they resonate this sound that superheats it and it all melts into liquid.、Hmm. 
and then they like they mix it all together and then they break it all up into the little bits that become hmm. the sand grains and the rest is kind of how you think it would be except for you know the big rolls of sandpaper you think there's like this big piece of paper with like glue on it and they just like sprinkle sand on it as it goes by yeah no it's not at all they use um they use static electricity and the paper paper's actually up and the gravel stuff's down and it gets drawn up to it with uh what a trip yeah so it's like more evenly coated so complete sidebar, I went on a charter, went fishing, <laughs> and I caught three sharks. And the guy's like, hey, you want to hold the shark and take a picture? I'm like, not really. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, just do it. Don't be a fucking wuss or whatever. So I'm like, fine. So, I, so he's like, hold it. He's like, do not let go of that shark. He'll, he'll bite the shit out of you. Right. Like, All right, right. <laughs> so I grab it, and I, I'm like, I have a death grip on it, right? Yeah. And uh, feels like sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like, you guys do cabinets? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. That would have been your sandpaper back in the 1800s. Yeah. They used to use sharp. Yeah. Yep. So um, I could see one of two theories with this. Either this did happen. And in his debriefing, they fed him a bunch of misinformation. Yeah, yeah. Or it's a complete fabrication. The only problem I have with the complete fabrication is that his wife does verify that he worked here. And mm-hmm. she does verify that she got to the bottom of like his employment where he had another name and another social security number. So... I don't know. A big part of me, a big part of me is like, this didn't happen. mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I would say 75%. But then there's this other 25% that's like, you know, maybe he was like, loose can is not the right word, but like somebody they could discredit. And then they did. For me, it, it for me it works out like I believe that he worked for this company. I think that company had trade secrets worth protecting. I think that company had him followed later on when he started talking. I don't think they killed him. I don't think they would have gone that far. They just why was he tortured then? They I don't think he was tortured. I think he killed yeah, himself. Just, and they just did. It's just that syndrome that happens when people who you don't have, think are going to kill themselves kill so themselves. So one of the things is why everybody said, goes around. And there's there's immediate conspiracies around yeah, suicide. We actually did a show. Yeah. So it. there's there's <laughs> there's immediate conspiracies about, about suicide. But right his wife away. said his wife said he had guns, mm-hmm. tons of guns, mm-hmm. and he had enough medication to end it yeah but if he does it that way then it's a definite suicide if he does it his way his story lives on forever he wants to die yeah I'm but nobody myself, knows nobody knows this but story. i'm gonna make this look like i got fucking taken out so like if bob was i die I, I die to being truthful and really he so, was being dishonest so but like if bob was argues to kill himself Mm-hmm. Yeah, that story lives on. But nobody even knows who this guy is. He did mm-hmm. like a very short circuit of a few 
like speaking engagements. Yeah, but he did it at a time that was popular, right? Wasn't there? It was. Carla Turner was just um, making public awareness of MK culture. Right, like we were saying, like everything that came out came out in the nineties. Right, yeah, Bob right. Lazar was telling his story. I mean, this was this was in the hotbed of times to tell your alien story. This dude had an incident that happened when he was working on this this project, where he, they probably because they said that there was an unexplained smell coming out of the holes when they were when they were when they dug those holes. They said they could smell this unexplained smell, and he went down there and he said it got stronger. Now, nothing probably happened, or maybe there was an industrial accident and that caused the scar on his chest and all that stuff. And maybe he didn't say anything when he at first, but like there might well, be, I, there might even I, been a military presence there that made it like easy for him to fabricate the story. Like there was a huge okay. military presence I didn't understand, so I'm going to relate it to all this stuff I'm hearing right now, and I'm going to go on my own circuit and tell this story. And I do that. I do that. Like, if you go to Hot Springs and you go to like the spa, mm-hmm. like the water that comes from the earth that is like has healing properties, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it smells like what rotten eggs. Yeah, sure, sulfur. It's straight sulfur, mm-hmm. and that gets you know you, you get into it, and it like your aches, your pains, all that shit like goes away. But you smell like ass when you're done. Yeah, yeah. And you have to get a shower to get that, like, off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, I don't know, maybe he went to a spa and he knew that. But I'm again, wondering, at the time again, he was like, telling his story, wasn't there even underground alien stories already? I don't know. That's a good question. When was, when was the walking with the tall whites timeline? In the '60s, but he was above ground, right? But I'm saying, like, he was Vietnam. It was Vietnam, so it was the '60s. Because he he described other aliens, though. He did. He like he he did the tall whites thing, but he also said that there were other aliens that lived underground, right? Stuff like that. So 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 like his wife's his wife's account and then other people's account and then like this new like FOIA thing where they say aliens have been here and they live underground yes is the 25% for me but the majority of this story I think is false right. so I, I think, I think this is our right. first one is, are we implausible <laughs> is that I don't I got no faith in this story. I mean, you said none. I'm not. As far as aliens are concerned, zero confidence in this story. So I think it's about twenty five percent. It's it's more than likely implausible that this happened. Not that it didn't happen. Just Mm -hmm. like a very small, like a quarter, that it did. And if it did, it's you know. Right. And I'd like to see, I mean, I'd have to do the cross referencing, but I think that there's probably plenty of um, stories that are closer. Like there was an underground alien thing that was already known when he started telling his story. I'm, I'm willing to bet there was, I bet you he could just, he just his brain did the association. Hey, I went down in this mine way. I was way down under the ground. You know what I mean? I got all fucked up, lost two fingers. 
It was never reported because well, I they, do know they, that they do it. Like what if like his company paid him off to not talk about his industrial accident, and that's yeah. why they were following him around because they I just mean, found out he was saying other shit. I did see. I saw in NORAD firsthand. <laughs> I did. I did see that, and I think that was probably like you know. Whatever it was, probably like the maintenance entrance or something. But like, like, sure. But like, that was in the side of a fucking mountain, and it was completely cylindrical. Like, Mm -hmm. there was no braces. It wasn't like a mine where they had to build it up. No, Mm -hmm. that was completely like like a drain tunnel. But it was sixty feet tall. And they had a giant bank vault door that was half open. Right. So I did see that with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And that was probably something that's like they didn't care about. Because it's like, it's probably, like I said, a maintenance entrance or something stupid, you know? And I gar- and I wonder too, I, I'm curious about this too. I wonder if you need to maintain some kind of military presence if you are digging that deep. I'm sure. Right? Like, there's, there's got to be some checks and balances you got to go through where they got to be there like, hey, we got to be here in case something fucking weird happens. I'm you know? sure. I'm so sure. maybe that was part of it, too. Like, there had to be a military presence because they were digging three miles into the earth. You know? It's just, to me, it's so far off that mm-hmm. that that's the quarter of, of the person. That's <laughs> right. the quarter right. that, that I, I'm, I'm leaving him. But... We always say probable, um, and I'm I'm thinking we say it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, like maybe there's a little bit of truth to it, but like honestly, probably not. The best lies always have a little truth. So, right? <laughs> I, I I think I think you probably work for the company, Doug. Those places <laughs> and stuff like that, but I don't think anything with aliens. I mean, the the smell part got me. I was like, mm, doesn't seem right. <laughs> they they get close. You'd think they'd be <laughs> clean, you know. <laughs> Seems like all, all right. evolved species are clean, you know. <laughs> so I think we 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 reached a conclusion. It's impossible, right? All right. Well, I'm Anthony. I'm Brandon. And this is everything that's weird. For show notes and merchandise, go to www.everythingthatsweird.com, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to like, subscribe, and review anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you next time.